Hello, all my purple people out there. Welcome to the Purple Factor Podcast. You deserve to be whole, mentally, financially, and professionally. And my goal is to help you get as close as possible. My name is Adriana. Some of you might know me from Instagram or YouTube as the Purple Fashionista. And in this weekly podcast, I hope I can serve you with a dose of being you unapologetically, business talk, and topics on plain old being black with the hint of finances and mommy life. It's time to dig deep so that you can find the purple factor. It's not only a spiritual journey, but it's a mental moment, financial liberty, and taking back you wrapped in one. The ride is crazy and it'll have you in tears, but I promise it's worth it. We all deserve the purple factor, so tune in. Hey guys, and welcome back. I'm excited today to talk about, I'm always excited, first and foremost. <laughs> Anytime I get to talk, I'm always excited. But anyway, today I'm just going to be talking about, and it's super exciting to me because I love talking about money. When I'm teaching money to my kids, I call it money math because I feel like it's the only math they're ever going to need. As long as you can take money and do what you want to do with it, you'll never go wrong in this world, okay? But anyway, um... We've talked about money on, I've talked about money on my podcast before, and I have talked about my journey, my financial journey in general, right? It has definitely been rocky because growing up, we did not have a concept of saving. There was no real concept of saving. And what I'm very, very proud about is that my son, without even knowing, he does it subconsciously, he saves money for big purchases. There are times when I'm like, do you have money for that? <laughs> and he'll be like, I do. And he'll save birthday money, any any small money that he finds around the house, any money that I give him, any money that the family gives him, he saves it. And then one day out of the blue when he just, I guess, wants to splurge on himself, he'll come and he'll say, Mommy, can we go to the Dollar Tree? <laughs> or can I, when we're in Walmart, he'll ask to go to the, the kids section, the toy section to buy something. And I'm going to be honest, as a mom who did not have a concept of saving, it makes me so proud that my now 10-year-old, oh my gosh, my 10-year-old is able to have the financial awareness of saving a dollar. It's not all, I got to spend it, got to spend it, got to spend it. He'll hold it. And if he wants, um, so for instance, for his birthday, we did, he wanted to buy some, I don't know, V-Bucks. And he came to me and said, Mommy, I have this amount of money. Can I get some V-Bucks? And I said, you know what? To reward you for saving that money, I'm going to double. So then me and him both put in for more V-Bucks. So, yes. I am excited because it's one of those generational curses that I feel is huge um, in the black family. I think the concept of saving is so foreign to us that teaching it and knowing how to work with money is hard in itself. And it can't, you know, it's something that if you're not aware of, you're not aware that you have a money problem, you're not going to be aware of how to keep money or save money or what to do with money for real. And I've talked about the fact that I do, I save, I invest, I have a, a nine to five, so I do savings opportunities or investment opportunities through work, 
And I have my money in several different places. And I also generate or am in the process of generating multiple streams of income. So that I'm not just dependent on my, my W-2 job. And so what's important to me is being able to identify early on what I need to do, what I need to know about my relationship with money or my money woes in general to be able to fix them. I'm proud to say that I have done a lot of money soul searching over the last couple of years to be able to identify my issue with money. And now I can say those things out loud. And when I do those things, I'm aware of what I'm doing. Versus before, I was not really sure what I was doing with my money. Like I still have some instances where I'm, I'm looking at my check. I'm like, damn, where all my money go? But I do realize I save stringently and I pay down debt stringently. So a lot of times my money is just going to money that I've already spent or money that I'm hoping to spend in the future. I hope that makes sense. So money I've already spent, credit cards, money that I hope to spend in the future, saving. Um, I do splurge every now and then. I have kids, and one of those kids is under the age of one, so daycare is expensive. And at this point, I was just telling my mom the other day, like, I literally am paying two mortgages. I pay the mortgage on my home. Um, well, I don't I pay half of that, but if technically, I pay the mortgage on my home, and then between two kids, childcare, that's like almost $800. <laughs> and so I'm technically now paying two mortgages. But anyway, the topic today is one that's very near and dear to my heart because you guys know how I feel about budgeting. I'm very, very serious about the budget. Um, and I'm working to have better budgeting for myself. So today I'm going to talk about four budgeting mistakes that you're probably making, right? Um, and they're not all... It's really... It's really like eight budgeting mistakes. <laughs> but some of them can be roped in together. So it's not like, you know. But these are probably some budgeting mistakes that you're probably making. And I say probably because I can't tell you that you're definitely making these these um, mistakes. Because I don't really know. I know that when I look at my, my financial journey, these were some mistakes that I was making. And I know that it could probably relate to someone else that probably made those same decisions. So the first one is, and this is one that I'm really, really, really big about, and I've talked about it before, and it is understanding your relationship with money. This is so important. If you don't know how you feel about money, how you approach money, um, the topic of money, the topic of your money, your wallet, then how are you going to understand how to better your financial position in life? Um, I think the why behind our spending habits, our saving habits, our earning habits is very, very important. My sister said something yesterday. She's such a big person on. She is a dedicated employee. She's all right with that. But she also understands that passive income is a real thing. And yesterday she said, I just don't want to hustle for my money. And in her eyes, going off and working a nine to five. Is not hustling for money because I'm going to, she's going to get paid. I'm going to get paid. I know if I show up, they're going to cut the check and I'm going to be good. And in my eyes, I'm okay with hustling for my money. I just can't afford right now because I have children to not make money. So my thing is, uh, I need the nine to five because it affords me to be able to put a roof over my, my head and my kids' heads. Now, 
I am changing because I have been saving, I have been investing, and now I'm ready to take my leap. So in the, in the next year or two years, I will be taking my leap. So, you know, I know that I'm okay with hustling for my money. Um, I just need the opportunity to do so. So that's my, my, my why on earning or how I earn money. Now, I'm not going to, I don't endorse anything, but I would say take some kind of money relationship quiz online because they're very insightful. Now, do you want to live your life by them? Absolutely not. But they can help and provide tips and tricks for your particular relationship with money. So one that I've, I've taken before is the What's Your Financial Archetype with MindMoneyBalance.com. I'm not endorsing I, none of that. They're not paying for this, obviously, because, you know, like five people listen to my podcast at this point. <laughs> and I appreciate all five of y'all. <laughs> but this particular website gives your archetype on how you view money and how you can save money, right? Um, because at the end of the day, if you don't understand the why, if you don't know the background or the reason why you do something, it's hard for you to address and correct the behavior. So I had to learn, and I'm still learning because I'm a work in progress. I'm still learning how my relationship with money is shaped or shaped and how to shape it into something better. Now, I am proud of myself because my son, when it comes to money, he'll have a better relationship with money so that he'll his starting point is a little bit higher than mine and i'm happy for that at least and now he can save his money right um so being able to understand your relationship with money is, is key another thing that we want to focus on and it's so so important to me is tracking your purchases tracking every expense even the small ones. And so I recently, last year, well, when I decided to uh, set my financial goals in 2021, I said, okay, I'm going to cut all this out. Cut out my uh, Audible, cut out Kindle, I cut out Amazon Prime, all of that stuff. Because at the end of the day, that $5 here or that $10 here, first of all, Amazon Prime is a trap, okay? I'm not even going to lie to you. It's a whole fucking trap. Because <laughs> with free shipping, if I know I'm going to get something in two days, and it's, I can return it for free. And it's, I, I'm, on a, I'm on Amazon Business Prime. So it was like $120, $130 a year. Okay. Baby, I'm going to buy it. It just is what it, I'm not even going to lie to you. I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it and I'll think about it later. But I was, was racking up so much debt. Let me tell y'all something. I have an Amazon credit card as well. And I paid it off. In 2020 during COVID. Did y'all know I racked that car right back up last year? I'm not doing it again. I refuse. And so I canceled my Amazon Prime uh, membership. I paid that card off. And I'm just in a better mental space to where I'm proud of myself. I haven't been on Amazon and shopped in like two months. Since the new year started. And I'm proud of myself, but being able to um, stop that Amazon Prime membership was huge in my and that my inability to just want to go on and just purchase whatever. I'm a big impulse buyer, and I understand that. And so now that I, you know, when I'm going to the stores, when I'm going to places, I know that if I want something and it's in the stores, nine times out of ten I'm just going to buy it right i'll get home and i'll think about it and i may take it back or i may not take it back forget and then it's, it's 10 12 dollars wasted 
you understand where I'm coming from. And so that's the type of person I am. But tracking your purchase and tracking every expense is key because, you know, it's $12 for this and then $13 for this and $5 for this. And I'm, I'm spending this and this. By the time you look up, those small purchases add up to be huge. And you could be looking at $100 to $150 easy in subscriptions, right? Or uh, $100 to $300 in fast food. Because, yeah, the 4 for 4 is great today. But when you're eating the 4 for 4 five times a week, it's huge. Um, and it's going to be a hit to the budget. And so when we're looking at our our budgets and we're trying to decide, you know, okay, this one out, this one out, this one out, this one out. That's the reason why it's so important to pull that statement every month. Um, I think it is, I can't remember the, the podcast, but I'm going to put it in the show notes. But there's a podcast that talks about a money date. And every month she sits down with herself, has this money date, and she looks over her expenses. She goes through everything that she spent, everything that she saved, everything that she earned that came in. And I think that's important for us in terms of tracking our purchases and then tracking every expense. And the reason why is because if you're if you're not comfortable with the subject of money because uh the archetype quiz talks about your comfortability with money as well if you're not comfortable having that conversation about money chances are you have an unhealthy relationship with it and that could be on the good end you're saving way too much that you don't get to enjoy life or on the bad end that you're not saving anything at all and you're enjoying every bit of money that you have <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with either either personality but you need a happy medium so that you can enjoy while saving and i think that's what's important so checking your expenses and your uh purchases is very 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 important the last things not the last thing but one of the, the most important things oh it's so important to me is counting other folks wallets we are so huge um, tracking, I mean, looking at other folks' wallets and being like, well, such and such can do it and we make about the same. Such and such do it, we make about the same. I'm going to tell you something. Me and my sister, we live in the same house together, right? Well, we own the same property because obviously I know she in the back. She got her tight house. Uh, we live in the same property. We're both teachers. We both make about the same thing. So, looking looking on paper, right, uh, we make it both like we should be able to afford the same things. Now, so let me say this. I have two kids. My sister has no children. I cannot look at her wallet and, and say, I should be able to do this. I should be able to do that. I should, because that's not, I can't. I can't make that. I can't say that for myself. I have kids. I have a dog. I have other expenses related to children clothes our grocery bill is more than my sister's grocery bill because it's more people right stay in your financial lane we cannot be looking at our our bestie and being like oh bestie can afford so i should be able to afford to if you invest first of all why you invest in pockets that's first and foremost right because at the end of the day bestie does what bestie wants to do 
with her money. You don't understand her relationship or his relationship with money. So that's not for you to say because they can afford, I should be able to afford. That's not necessarily the case. Get out your own way. Stay in your financial lane. It's important to know, and when I say financial lane, that's your lane. You ain't nobody else in your lane. Each one of us has our own financial lane. No two are the same. They may be similar. I'm not even going to lie because if I may can relate to another mom who has two kids, who's single, who's doing it by herself, I may be able to relate to her. But that don't make us in the same financial lane. That puts us in similar financial lanes. Because whereas I don't get child support, she might get child support. She might have some uh, passive income that she's getting. She may have family that helps her. So I can't turn around and say, oh, you know, me and her is apples to apples. No, We're, you'll never be apples to apples with someone else in the financial space. You don't get to say, okay, me and her should be able to say the same. No, you can't. You don't know what her, her relationship with money is or his relationship with money is. You don't know what their spending habits are. You don't know what their earning potential is or how much money they're bringing in every month. You don't know any outside forces that contribute to that financial relationship or that financial situation. So it, it's not beneficial to turn around and say, I should be able to do this, this, and this, and this. When no, you're, you shouldn't. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to do in your financial lane. If your financial lane is taking care of all the expenses and then getting a massage and do a little self-care and then turning around and maybe being able to eat once or twice out, eat out once or twice a month, that's your financial aid. You can't look over here and say, well, she gets to go out and he gets to do this and they on vacation every other month. Yeah, th their financial situation allows for that. Yours might not allow for that. Yours may require that you save a little bit more. So, for instance, me. Because I now have two kids, that has greatly impacted my saving ability. Whereas I, last year, I had a goal of saving 10%. This year, I couldn't really move the needle too much because I'm having to adjust to inputting uh, child care for a newborn on my budget. Now, does that mean that I get to save a little less? Maybe. Right? Does that mean that I'm going to stop saving altogether? Absolutely not. <laughs> Because I need to be able to save. I need to build my saving muscle. I need to flex my financial muscle. And that helps me do that. So I'm still saving my 10%. Now, in six months, when I go to reevaluate the whole budget, so every month you do like the, I call it the, the mini monthly date with your money. But then at the six-month mark, that's when you uh, you fully adjust and reevaluate the whole budget. This is what I've been doing over the last six months. You can't, I think the budget, and I'm going off topic here, but the budget for the month, when you're doing that money date, you make small tweaks. At the six-month mark or the, or the year mark, those milestones when you make big, big changes, right? Saving 15% because I could do that over the last six months. I've seen, I've shown that the 10% is good. Maybe I could put a little bit of 5%. I'll put 5% back more instead of the 10%. Give yourself some time to adjust to the budget. A lot of us don't give ourselves time to do that. Right? But anyway, I'll digress. 
going back to counting other folks' wallets. You just want to make sure that you're in your financial lane. What you can afford, you can afford. Because everybody else, all your friends seem like they run off and get houses. If you can't afford, you know, the financial responsibility of a house, and that's not just mortgage. You're looking at, I'm going to tell you right now, one of the things that a friend told me when I first, when I wanted to buy a house, and I, I, at the time, I had wanted to buy a house for years at that point. And I just was finding it very hard to do so. But one of my friends like, you know, it's a lot difficult when you have to buy a house because you got the any repairs. Like in an apartment, you can call the leasing office. Uh, this is broken. Come fix it. In your own home, you are the leasing office. You are the leasing office. You are the renter. <laughs> you, are, you are it. Okay, you the end all be all. If something breaks or stops working, you're responsible for calling those people and paying those people. And you don't have that responsibility per se in an apartment, right? So if you're looking around and all of your friends are buying houses, evaluate one if it's something that you can do and something that you want to do. Something that you want to do, something that you can do. If you cannot afford, sometimes it's a thousand dollars. I remember when our hot water heater busted. That was a thousand dollars. I had to I had to find a thousand dollars. Me and my sister had to find the money to be able to get the hot water heater fixed. If you cannot don't have that, um, think it's time to get it back in your financial line. That's not for you. Um, and I it's it's important to me. Home ownership. I'm gonna have a podcast on it because I just that really made me think about some other stuff. But um, so stay tuned for a podcast on home ownership. <laughs> but Staying in that financial line is key, one, to your happiness, two, to your financial journey. Because, again, yours is not going to be the same as somebody else's. Um, setting realistic financial goals. Y'all, if you know that your monthly expenses, money going out, is $1,500 and you make $1,750, there is no reason why you should be one wanting to save three hundred additional dollars. You don't have three hundred dollars. You really don't have the additional three hundred dollars to put back. Now tweak it a little bit. Can I do one fifty today? Uh, try to in the next six months increase my earning potential or my earning the amount that I'm bringing in, and then in six months I can be evaluated to see if I could do three hundred dollars. Absolutely. You can always increase, but what you don't want to do is stress about that $50 that you're not obviously not making, that obviously you're going to have to struggle to, to put up. The thing about money and saving money and spending money is that you want to be happy wherever you decide, wherever you fall on the financial journey. So if you spend everything you make, but you happy, baby girl or baby boy, do what makes you happy. If you're on the other end and you save everything and you're happy about that, by all means. Do you? Um, my thing is right in the middle. I've been on both sides. I've saved everything and I have spent everything. And I just want to be a happy medium because I want to be able to fully enjoy my money. And this, the those extremes make me uncomfortable and they make me unhappy. Um, so setting realistic financial goals. If you know in six months you can do, you can put $1,000 away and you can have $6,000 in, in six months. More power to you. But if you know that that's a stretch, and when I say stretch, that means you're going to be looking at your budget and being like, dang, where my money going? If you spend $1,000, uh, saving $1,000 a month, and you know you don't have $1,000 a month, that's where your money is going. You don't have that 
that ability. I'm going to call that spending power is what my one of my credit card companies calls your spending power. Might not necessarily be that additional $1,000. You might need to tweak it. And then the last thing, because it's very, very important that this is more important. Probably I should have put this first, but I always like to put it last because I done told y'all what not to do. I feel like it's a not list. Don't do this. The last thing that is super, super important to me is not celebrating yourself. When you reach financial milestones or financial goals. Positive reinforcement is super important. Not only for our children, but for ourselves. If there is no reward at the end of it's something that we have challenged ourselves to do, it's going to discourage us from wanting to continue to challenge ourselves. And whenever you reach a financial milestone, and you know you have to create more goals, right? I've, I've, I saved... This I have uh I've done that I did the I disciplined myself all of that whenever you have done that and at the end you look in your account and that money that you have spent so much time on so much thought on you did you deserve to reward yourself now that doesn't have to be going up and running up a check. That does not have to be maxing out a card. That is the opposite of what we want to do. But it might be going to get that treat that you like that you don't normally get to do or that you don't normally have to do. That could be increasing the amount of time you spend in the beauty salon. I meant the nail shop. So instead of going once, you might go twice. Or you might splurge and get the, uh, the bedazzle on your nails that one time. Right? That's what it looks like. It may be ten or twenty dollars, depending on your again your financial lane, or it might be a hundred, a hundred and fifty dollars. It might be a new bag, it might be a new outfit. It just depends on you, but you want to make sure that you are celebrating yourself when you reach those financial goals. When you can tick off your on your list something that you have done, it's important to turn around and say, I deserve to treat myself. Because then the next time you can do it, you can do bigger and better because, look, you done did that financial goal. You're going to set a new financial goal, boom. And hopefully you've making more money so the, the, the rewards get bigger. So now I can spend $10, right? But the next time I reach a financial goal, I can spend $20. And the next time I reach a financial goal, I can spend $70. Whatever the case may be for you. You want to make sure that you are doing what makes you happy while maintaining your financial lane. Um, and then celebrating when you reach those milestones. I am a huge supporter of understanding your relationship with money. So I just want us all to really key into ourselves and be honest with ourselves about our money, about where it's going, what we doing with it, how much we saving, how much we spending, all of that. So thank you guys so much for listening this week. I am still trying to record as often as I can. Whenever I get a free chance, I'm recording. And I'm in, really enjoying where the podcast is going, the direction that I'm taking it. And I hope that you guys enjoyed this. I hope that you are able to look at your budgeting journey and tweak what you need to tweak 
Amen. And, you know, hopefully use some of this to make your financial journey the best that it can be. Thank you guys so much. And I will speak to you guys next week. Deion Sanders once said, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. If you play good, they pay good. Now, I'm sure he is definitely referring to sports, but I'm talking about clothes. Okay. Aziri.com dresses the boss in us all. All right? Their motto is, when you look like a boss, you feel like a boss. With their eye-catching colors, patterns, prints, and textures, Aziri helps clients serve style and deals in the boardroom. Shop www.aziri.com. That's www.aziri.com today to dress the boss in you. Use code The Purple Factor and save 10% on your order. I am the Purple Fashionista, and this has been The Purple Factor. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I hope you got a lot of information from this week's podcast. If you want to follow us on Instagram, that is at The Purple Factor. If you want to follow me on Instagram to follow my daily life, that is up to you. That is at The Professionista on all social media platforms like TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you. The only one that I'm really on is the Instagram. Um, So that is Instagram at The Professionista or at the Purple Factor. This has been amazing. I will see you guys next time. <laughs>